0: Welcome to another edition of the JailsNet podcast, the independent Rangers podcast, by fans or for fans, with all the content is absolutely free, coming to you in association with Forest Precision Engineering. I am your host tonight, Brian Archer, and as always, we would encourage you to get onto the JailsNet website and check out our forums for all your latest Rangers news and discussion. We are live tonight on the YouTube channel, and we would ask that you continue to share the pod on social media, spread the word, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Before I introduce my guests for well, tonight, may give another mention to our partners over at Forest Precision Engineering, a Glasgow-based engineering company who have been a big commercial supporter of Rangers for a number of years and we're delighted to have them supporting the board. If you want more information about them, please visit their website at www.forestprecisioneng.com They also have a stunning executive lounge in the Ibrox Mead stand and for more information on that, email the club at hospitality at rangers.co.uk Now to bring in my two guests, firstly, Rob Fawcett. Rob, I think this is our first time on the show. How are you doing?
1: As Aye, uh, nice, to, nice to see you Brian. I'm good, thank you. It's been a, it's been a decent weekend. We're, we're through to the next round and a certain result today has probably made us get like a wee bit more of a spring in our step. so it's been good. That
0: was definitely a nice uh, pick-me-up on a Sunday afternoon. Also joining us, we've got Stuart Weir. Stuart, how's things?
2: Yeah, i are doing very well Brian. Thank you for asking. Um, I think uh, this afternoon trying to watch about five games at the same time probably taxed me a bit too much, but um, obviously there were certain results um, that will uh, be more of a a connect with Rangers supporters, especially the one at Rugby Park. So I think all in all, I think a great many will be satisfied with the outcome from uh, Colmarland's victory.
0: Yeah, I think so. We're obviously here to discuss um, Rangers 2-1 victory over Morton yesterday at Ibrox at the League Cup. Um, so that puts us into the next round of the League Cup, which not all football fans in Glasgow can say tonight. Um, the first thing, Rob, I wanted to discuss and I'll come to you first was just on the team selection yesterday. He made a number of changes and kind I of brought in a few players, gave gave minutes to a few players that hadn't been starting or playing much. There was. Um, A few new faces, was there any surprise additions that came in or is there anybody that was excluded you would have liked to have seen start?
1: Um, So I think the first thing was just the amount of changes that you made was probably a bit of a surprise. Um, You know, I think for me, new players coming into the squad, you want to try and give them game time so that they can build those relationships up, Um, so it was good to see Deser's Lammers um starting. I was hoping that Danilo might have started up there as well, just so that those three could get used to each other. I think the big one for me was left back. Um, you know, I think um the last the last update I saw on Yelmaz was that Bill was hoping he was going to be available for selection before the Morton game. So I'm assuming he must have he must still be injured. Um but seeing Efeco coming in um at left back there. And then it was obviously good to see Sterling coming in at right back as well to give us really a first glimpse as to as to as to what he was going to be like, um, I think the only other glaring one that that maybe a lot of people have expected was the fact that um, Butlin started instead of McCrory coming in. Um, you know, I think if if we get any hope of enticing him to stay and and, and further his career at the Angels, then you know, giving him the cup games probably would have been a a good option from that point of view. Yeah, um, sure.
0: Rose mentioned that he was kind of surprised by the number of changes. Were you similar? Would you have preferred to have? Seen
2: us maybe go with more of a first eleven to build up that continuity, or are you kind of expecting that number of changes? I was utterly shocked, to be honest. Um I, I discussed this with Alec on 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 Friday night about how Rangers might have played it. And I expected a change or two, but as as Robert said there, I I just didn't see the number of changes sort of coming. I think at this point the 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 season these guys are still trying to find their feet as Rangers players and the team's still trying to find its feet as a as a, a unit. So therefore uh, I thought that it would go with the kind of tried and tested and the guys that might actually be seen to be if you like the the, the first picks or the first the are sort of starting 11 and and give them a bit more time together and therefore build a bit more confidence so i i was surprised at a number of changes and i think ultimately it it could of course rangers dearly actually uh, you know again you knew exactly how morton were going to play it be, before a ball was kicked keeping it tight not giving rangers any chances not making any mistakes frustrate rangers and then try and and grab a goal and for a long period, that's exactly like what it looked like, as if it was going to be turning out. And I thought the Rangers players, given the fact some of them they, they couldn't have known they were or fancied themselves to be in the start eleven on the Friday afternoon, let alone any other time. I think they responded well and got Rangers back into the game, and ultimately won the the, the tie to put Rangers into the next round. So I think whilst I, I might have been happier with a, a more of a kind of Recognize starting eleven. I don't think anybody that actually played did themselves any harm either in confirming that they're decent backup players or that they, you know, they could um actually do a job for Rangers uh, in the cup ties this season. And of course, um, without um, going overboard, I think the result this afternoon has probably upped the expectation level on. You know what, Rangers um, or Rangers fans will be expecting from their team now.
0: Rob, Stewart's mentioned there about kind of some of the difficulties that we faced against Moulton. Um For me, it was a largely uninspiring performance, despite the two one victory. Is it still a concern for you that we don't seem to we'll be finding our fluency as a team?
1: I, I think so. You know, I think we'd like to see we're seeing good passages of play in the game. But ultimately, they are, they are few and far between, unfortunately. You'd think that as the game, as, as the season progresses, the more games that, that, that the team is playing together, that they'd be able to com- combine and put that together over larger periods of the game. Um, you know, I think one of the big things that the changes highlighted to me was that there are certain players who I think fans have been clamoring to, to be left out of the team. Um, we we saw what happens when some of them don't play, you know. And, and I'll pick Tav as a prime example. You know, Sterling looks a very capable player, but you can you can see that attacking on that right hand side isn't natural for him. So when we were trying to push the ball down that right hand side, there was too many times where crosses were really overhit to the back post, and he really didn't find his man. Um, and I think you're right. You know, for large parts of that game, we were disjointed. Um we made subs change shape a little bit, things started to get a bit better, and we did create a number of chances t- towards the end of it. Um, you know, I think the stats were something like 20, 20 chances created, ten shots on goal. We've got to be we've got to be finishing them. Um when we when we create them in the big games, you know, against the, the likes of PSV and, and, and Celtic, as we'll touch on a wee bit later, you're maybe only gonna get one or two chances a game and you've really got to finish them off when they come along. And I think that's the worrying thing for for most people at the moment is that you know chances are being created, they're not being. It seems to be kind of right at the start of the game, or right at the end, and and for large periods of the middle, the middle part of play, we're too slow. Uh, and it's been very very similar over the past kind of two or three years. Um, we play we play better when it's when it's fast paced football. We're moving teams out of position, and and I think it will take time. We've seen it in bits. But you're right, the, the more games we play and we're still talking about the same things, then the more concern it is getting a little bit.
2: I think there's a, a hesitancy with the full-backs because I think they were actually getting themselves into positions where you expect them to create more and actually press forward more. So they almost they almost got themselves far enough forward to make it look as if they were interested and then suddenly stalled and, and just didn't go any further. And I think that bit of it would be, you know, let's be honest, Rangers have developed a style over a number of years where the full backs are key to the team getting forward. And I think the guys that played yesterday might not have embedded themselves in when it comes to that kind of way of thinking just yet. I think two things one i think they were looking for a a decent performance to justify their selection and not do anything that would be deemed a mistake or not do anything that would have been you know um costly to the team hence the reason why i thought whilst they were getting maybe maybe going forward they they it was almost as if they didn't really want to be there it was almost as if somebody was just yanking a rope and, and and stopping them before they could actually do anything creative i thought the midfield um, just to pick up on Brian's uh, point, I thought the, the midfield was sadly lacking in any kind of real creativity. I thought they were almost going through the motions. And I know it's, diffi- it's difficult to hit the ground running from day one. And when you make uh, that number of changes, it makes it doubly difficult. But I just thought it was almost like let's just grind down the opposition and eventually we'll get ourselves through whereas Morton didn't quite read that script and made it made it made it tough for Rangers Yeah,
0: sure. Rob mentioned that the, the changes and the subs seem to improve things and is that still a problem you think that Michael Wheel needs to, to fix in terms of this team seems to need either a setback or changes to really find its rhythm for me, I felt like we only really started to find our rhythm after Morton scored, and I will we'll come out to the goals a bit later. But for me, that's a problem that the team seems to need some sort of setback or a change in shape or system or personnel to find its rhythm within a game.
2: I think it's quite scary, actually, that the point you make is a valid one, and I think I've been saying this for a, a considerable length of time as well, that it's almost like Rangers need something to spur them on, whether it's going to go behind or a decision going against them with the lights. It looks as if they then need something just to give them a bit of a a kickstart. And, you know, that that shouldn't be the way of it. They, they, they should be on it from the off. And equally, when Rangers have gone in front in matches over a, a a period of time, they almost switch off. You, you you never really see them kicking on and suddenly going two, three, four up in quick succession. It's like they get a goal and it's like right where I head now. Let's see what the opposition have got and maybe we'll hit them in a, a counter attack or hit them in a counter punch. And I I can see why a, a a good number of Rangers fans are frustrated by that that it you know, they almost need an excuse to actually play the way that a great many people obviously think they um, they can play. I think if you look at the comments from uh, Dougie Emery, I mean, you know, he obviously set his side up in a certain way, but reading between the lines, he knew where the deficiencies and weaknesses were on the Rangers side and tried, and tried to exploit them and almost did. And I think from that perspective, it's, it's one where um, you know, Rangers will be grateful that they actually get 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 through the tie. And again, it's not papering over cracks or suddenly sticking, you know, icing on a cake or putting sprinkles on it. I think today's result at Rugby Park. Suddenly, made the Rangers result yesterday a bit more palatable. Or the performance a bit more palatable than it would have been had suddenly you have been debating the fact the Rangers only beat Morton two one, and were in the draw alongside the the previous holders. Yeah, Rob,
0: there was a fair bit of uh, VAR controversy in the game. Um, two penalties awarded, one for each side, um, for kind of fouls inside the box that the referee didn't spot, but VAR
1: picked up on. Do you think both were, were correct decisions? Um, I'll cover that in a wee second. I think just to comment, I think the referee was fairly poor yesterday as well. Out with out with having to go to VR. I mean, we're talking there about um, about chances. You know, I felt that Dessler's first should have stood. You know, it was it was a very very soft free kick. You know, that potentially changes changes the course of the game. I think what. Scottish referees seem to be doing and is using VAL as a bit of a crutch. You know, they don't really want to give any decisions now, especially when it comes to that penalty box area, because they know they've got somebody else that's checking it. Um, you know, I think I think the 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 Dessers one, um, you know, you could say that he's kinda slightly caught broadfoot, Broadfoot's kinda thrown himself to the ground. Again, that's in the soft category. I, I even think the 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 penalty for Balogun Shirtpool was soft. You know, we've seen we've seen worse shot pills than that in our game in this season, and, and, and VAR hasn't looked at it. So, I think it's I think technically in the books you could say both were penalties, but it's the consistency on how we apply those um, apply those rules that is the that is the key point. And and I don't think we've got that yet. Um, I think the other thing with VR is that the whole communication of it needs to be a bit more open. I mean, God knows why. Football hasn't followed the the kind of video referee system in rugby. You know, when you can hear the discussion between the referee and the the video assistant referee to understand the decision-making process, what they're being asked to look at and how they're coming to that decision. I mean, that would make it a hell of a lot easier for punters to be able to understand what's going on and why those decisions are being made.
0: Yeah, Just on that point, I was watching the game at home, I didn't make it to Edbrox on Saturday but I was watching the game on TV and for the Balogun penalty I had no idea what was going on because there were subs about to be being made and they stopped the subs being made for obviously for VAR reviewing it but even on telly you didn't know what was happening or what was being reviewed and they replayed it three or four times on the TV to try and if they could spot anything and you kind of did see the shot pool but it was one of those, there's probably you know five of them in every game. just
2: to pick up on what what robert was saying there about the um about the rugby and what you hear in rugby you you have to um you, you have to accept the fact that in rugby you actually have people who know what they're doing and you have a referee who is the arbiter and all he's looking for is assistance on certain certain things Whereas I think you're absolutely right, Robert, in saying that, the, that there's too many referees now using VAR as a crutch, um, or I would say as a safety net to, to, to pull them out of a, a situation where they might have got it totally wrong. The biggest thing that disappointed me about the, the referee, one, he it looked as if, it was like, I've got a big chance here on a big stage and I want everybody watching me instead of doing the best thing that a referee can do and that is basically to disappear into the, the the background and referee the game without anybody seeing them. But the biggest disappointment was when I, I saw David Dickinson was the referee and a guy turned up who didn't look as if he'd drank three gallons of cupronol and was a different colour to everybody else and also didn't run around waving a big wedge of cash saying I'll buy it, I'll buy it, go to auction. So that was the biggest disappointment for me. Rob, uh, well,
0: despite looking at of lacklustre performance, I thought there was some positive individual performances to take out of the game. Uh, the first one I wanted to call out was um, young John Lee um, his competitive debut, and for me, he looks older the left back. It's probably not his natural position, but I thought he did a decent job and he made a kind of goal-saving tackle right at the right at the end with a couple of minutes to go. Do you think he's somebody that we could see more of as the season progresses, particularly in the cups?
1: I'd like to think so. The thing that I loved about his performance was um, the first few minutes where he's went over left hand side cleaned the ball and absolutely smashed the Morton player as well and left them in a the heat. Um, you know, at that age to do that and 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 kinda of put a marker down was really impressive to see. I think I think he he obviously reminds me a lot of um Bassey from the from the imposing figure that like he is for such a young age. You know, there's no doubt that he's still got some rough edges. Um he played pretty well in some of the preseason games that I'd seen. Um and I think it's one of those ones that Absolutely. You know, minutes and cup games and, and 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 bleeding them into the team to see how he develops is absolutely the way to go. I think he's just not quite there from a from a maturity point of view yet. Um, because that goal line challenge, if he was in a better position, he probably wouldn't have needed to make the challenge the way that he did. So there's there's pros and cons of of, of, of his performances, but he didn't he didn't really put a foot wrong um and, and felt he had a he had a fairly decent game for his for his first start on the team.
0: Yeah, I thought we, I thought we did a good, a good job for his first start playing out of position. Um, I thought he kind of acquitted himself well. Um, Stuart, one of the other um, players that kind of showed up well, he's a bit of a divisive figure, is um, Rami Matondo? Now, there's been a lot said and written about Matondo since he arrived. He's not, you know, started the way anyone would have wanted him to. Um, but, you know, it, it seems like he's here for the foreseeable future. There's been a lot of talk around him. Um, possibly leaving this summer but it doesn't look like there's a transfer in the often, as far as we can see is this a case of we just need to get something out of him you know we paid big money for him we believe he's on you know good wages so we kind of need to try and get something out of him and he showed in flashes for me on Saturday that he can contribute and he also showed him against Livingston the other week that he's capable of making an impact off the bench
2: yeah without sounding like a, a broken record um, I think that first and foremost you've got to understand this guy plays wide he's a winger and therefore wingers i'm gonna put it fluctuate you know um, whether the conditions are right for them whether they fancy the opposition whether they 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 get out of bed on the right side you know you look at ryan kent and ryan kent didn't always produce and certainly didn't produce the way that many thought he should that is it that applies to every winger and i mean every winger down through the history not only of rangers but football as well um you know that's why you don't get any very very few wingers, other than say maybe john barnes with eight odd caps um being regulars at international level because their careers go up and down they fluctuate some days they're on a performance some days they look like world beaters other days they don't i think matondo is somebody that has been given a chance and will be can, they'll continue to give them a chance Simply because of of two things one you would want somebody to do well if you spent a lot of money on them and secondly you would want them to do well simply because you've spent that money on them you want them to justify it it's you know i, I would say i've catch 22 situation but you you really want to give somebody the opportunity to say see um, we told you this guy had something, and I I don't really think he's hit those kind of levels either in individual performances or in terms of consistency. So I think there's still a lot asking for him. There's no doubt that you know against if you like lesser op- opposition, he has the capacity to look decent at times. I think what you are really looking for is see the opportunity was against. PSV or against Celtic or a, a big cup semi um, or, or a final and he gets the opportunity and he goes and rips a team asunder I think that is when you can actually say hey, this guy's got it but up until then he's a bit of a, a bit part player and his performances you know don't have haven't done anything to make you consider that he's anything else other than that yeah, yeah, I, th- I think the,
1: the. Sorry, Brian. I was just going to say, I think the um, the, the weekend um, that will probably give him a bit more confidence. I thought he had his opposition number um, certainly for speed. There was a few times where he absolutely bumped him for pace on the on on the left hand side and put a couple of cracking balls across. It was just unfortunate there was nobody in the box for us to to actually finish them off. Um, yeah, like 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 Stuart says, I've I've not seen anything that that shows that he's going to be a big game player for us. A good option coming off the bench when a team is tired and you can stretch him with his speed, like mm. like we've seen at Levy. Absolutely, but yeah, I think there's still work to do, and it's whether Beal and his coaching staff can can refine him a little bit more.
2: But the, the, the other thing on that Robert is that he he is he is quick, but I think. The disparity, be how quick he is, and how quick the rest of the team are. It basically looks as if there's an absolute gulf. I think. I think you know. Other than the fullbacks, regardless of who plays, I think Rangers are actually. A pretty slow and ponderous team. Matondo gives you the option of actually getting somebody that will bomb forward. But then when he does get in a position where he's bombed forward, it's like he stops to waiting people catching up to, to see what he's going to do next. And and you you kind of lose the edge of having somebody of you know that's that kind of speed um in the side because you don't know when he's going to go and going to take the ball further than he normally does and hence the reason why guys hold back or just simply don't don't commit to that kind of uh level of um you know attack
0: yeah i, I still think there's a player in there and i'm not writing him off just yet and i'm hoping the last kind of two um domestic games have given him a bit of confidence and hopefully he can kick on and make a real impact um, I still think there's, there's more to come from Robbie and on, um, one of the other players that um, I thought did pretty well, I thought it was his his best all-round performance so far with Celio Desers. He got his goal from the penalty spot. I've got to be honest, I was a bit worried when he stepped up to that penalty. Um, I think we're just so used to seeing Tav penalties, I was I was a bit worried. Um, but for me I thought it was his best all round performance. Um, Rob, I don't know how you, you felt. Do you think we're starting to see him now get up to speed and hopefully he can he can kick on now?
1: I think so. I have to say, I've I felt I felt really sorry, you know, for him reading some of the comments on Twitter and stuff um, about his performances at the moment. The one thing that he's been doing in the games that he's played in is he's getting himself into the right position time and time again, you know, and and, and that for me demonstrates a good natural instinct for a striker, you know. I think yesterday, you're right, was one of was one of the better performances he's had in a in, in a Rangers jersey. And I think it was it was more because he he was involved in a bit more of the build up play. You know, there was a great move where I think he'd he'd made a mistake, won the ball back, played it to Lammers, back off him, set Matondo free. But then his work rate to get the ball back to to, to win it high up the pitch and then feed Danilo for his goal demonstrates that I think that that, you know, he is starting to he is starting to get the fitness that um, he needs, he's starting to get up to speed with his teammates, um, and he was really unlucky in, in in the first half as well. As I say, that goal being chopped off, but also the one where um, Sterling's cross got deflected high up in the air, the touch control and turn to volley, and it was a good save by the by the Morton goalkeeper. I think showcases that you know there's something there, and it's just going to be a matter of time. You know, at least at least he's got two goals now, or four, four starts. You know, hopefully he can. Hopefully he can score against against PSV during the week because he's got he's got a, a semi decent record against them from his time in Holland.
2: And there was also a bit more physicality about him. I thought I, I thought once or twice he, he he took a dig and gave it back, which was not something that's become sort of commonplace. you um, number of guys um, playing in attack for Rangers where you've seen them suddenly disappear and they've taken a bit of a scalp. Um, I don't think I, I don't think he was for taking a backward step uh, either in this game or in terms of the performances that he's put in. So that was that was something that would endear himself to the Rangers support as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There was an incident actually with one of the Morton defenders where there was a bit of afters between him and him and Desos, and it was good to see Desos just stand up to him because that's yeah. the one criticism I think I've had of him so far has been, you know, he has seemed to be a little bit weak when it's come to that hold up play you know, we're used to seeing somebody as a target man kind of getting the ball pinged into him and be able to hold off and win, and win balls in the air. And we haven't really seen that much from him yet. And, but it was, it was good to see him starting to starting to kind of roll the sleeves up and doing the dirty stuff.
2: Another, another thing I would say is that he's played with one bunch of players and therefore the channels that the ball might arrive at or arrive through would be different again yesterday. I, 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 I did wonder, somehow whether the players that he was playing with yesterday and the changes that had been made actually suited him better than actually the way that Rangers have wanted to play with the, if you like, Michael Beals first 11. Whether it was a a slightly different way of the ball arriving at him that he hadn't quite experienced and yesterday it suited him more. So... Only, only time will tell on on that front. It's still really early days, but you know, reiterate what Robert had said. I think the signs were there that um, that he 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 could come on again. But then again, I think I said that thirty five years ago with Colin West.
0: I thought he certainly looked sharper. So hopefully, it's um, promising signs. There. Another player that I thought showed glimpses of what he can do when he came on. Stuart was Janis um, Haji now. was he kind of made no secret of his desire in the post-match press conference to play which you would expect but he kind of made a point of saying that you know he respects the manager's decision but he doesn't necessarily agree with it and and i thought he did well when he came on he seems to have changed physically since the injury he seems to be a lot a lot kind of more physical now it seems to be a lot stronger in terms of upper body strength and i think the deeper role that he's sort of played now suits him a bit better but Do you
2: think there's now an opportunity for him to force his way into the team? And do you think that kind of deeper midfield role suits him a bit better? Well, there's not a lot that he could actually have done. If you're injured in the type of injury that he had, there's not really much you can do other than doing a bit of weights to better your upper body strength. And maybe that's why he looks as if he's he's bulked out a bit. I, I don't think his game has um you know has has dropped off um because of that i think it, it might assist him but you're, you're right i think the last thing that any uh, you know rangers fans not just rangers fans i think the last thing that michael beal wants or needs is a guy who is chirping in the background saying you know i'm i'm available i'm ready i could do a job for you i've done it before i just want my place back. Um, and it might be, you know, ultimately that it's going to take a, a level of performance from him or a number of performances from him, maybe turn um, Michael Beale's head and, you know, ha- get another look if, in from the, the, the manager. Until that happens, I think he is a guy who's now on the kind of fringes and mm-hmm. peripheries. Um Of the Rangers team, and it's it's, you know I feel sorry for the guy because I've always thought he was a a, a bit of a a player, Um, but um, it's happened to you know a great many players before that if i had an injury that's kind of you know had their career hitting the buffers ever so slightly and they've had to come back and fight doubly hard to get re themselves. So he's no different in that career. I don't think he's the kind of player where he could he could be missing for six months, nine months a year, and immediately as soon as he shows sign of life or breathing again, he's immediately launched back into a starting position. I don't think that's going to come. Um, I think, you know, I think he was used sparingly at times when he was fit. So I I don't see why he, or, or how it's possible for him to start jumping now out his back, especially with the performance levels that one or two of the other guys are putting in just now.
1: Yeah, I, I I liked his I liked his comments in the press conference to be honest because it shows a desire that he wants to get back into that team and for the for the for the starting squad who have got the jersey just now. That's going to keep them on their toes. They know that they've got players behind them pushing them that if they make any mistake or if their performances uh, performances are below par you know there's three or four players who who want that jersey off them so i think i think from from that point of view it was great to hear that you know his desire there is there to get back into that starting 11 and it's up to him to then showcase like you said Stuart around the opportunities that he gets in the team and, and the chances that he can show those glimpses in training you know i think he was probably a bit of a surprise um that he, that he didn't start the game at given minutes. And, you know, I turned to the guys that I sit with to say, well, you know, if he can't start against Morton, you've got, to, you've got to fancy that he might be one of the ones that, that Beale's potentially looking to offload. Um, but when he came on, I thought he actually played well. You know, he had a brilliant chance that, you know, post um, a magnificent save for the Morton keeper. And then a few minutes later, he was inches away for curling a cracker into the top corner. You know, on that, that shoot on site that Hadji's that got demonstrates that I think he's still got ability that can add to the team. And being brutally honest, he did a lot more than Lammers did when he was on the pitch. I, you know, and, and that was a disappointment because, you know, looking at his stats, I wasn't hammered by the Lammers signing preseason performances. Got me, got me out of thinking. But the last couple of games, he's been, he's been a little bit disappointing. So it may well be that he is going to get a chance to go into that role. But you know, as we look forward to the P S V game, I think it will be, a, I think it will be a slightly different team, and he will probably need to wait for a league game to to get his chance in that in that position.
0: Yeah, I think you may be right on, on that one. Stuart, we've mentioned a bit about the kind of, result at Rugby Park. I don't want to spend too long speaking about the other side of the city, but more to focus on what it means for us. Um, there's obviously, this will just add extra expectation now for Rangers in terms of, you know, Bookies will have us nailed on favourites in terms of um, winning the trophy. Um, a trophy that's kind of historically we've done done well and it's kind of in years gone, but I was always known as the Rangers. Cup, um, do you think there's a, a slight concern there in terms of that extra pressure and just maybe the players not getting a bit carried away with that and just knowing that there's still a job to be done here, even with them? Or can I mean rivals out of the competition? I,
2: I've never quite bought into the mindset that being the favourites has added pressure. Um, I think the real pressure would be if you had Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen. You know clyde bank you name it you know um bon accord any other team you want in, <laughs> ever had an existence in scottish football if you found dave ahead of you in the bookmakers odds uh, you know you, you're there for a reason because one people are putting money on you it's not a bookmaker bookmakers set odds and people bet on it your your odds are are, are changed because the amount of money that, people put on it, and if, if you suddenly end, end up as being favourites for a competition, that's because people have also fancied you. But I think Rangers would bring under more pressure if they were like fourth or fifth favourites. Um, and 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 then there'd be a lot of people basically writing them off before they even got on the pitch. Listen, uh, the other night there, speak to Alec, the, the two of us said the same thing, and just, you know, to repeat again what you said there, Brian, this was almost seen as a trophy or, or rangers trophy they won it year on year for a great many years or were in the final for a great many years if rangers weren't actually winning or in the final then there's a bit of a inquiry because you, you wonder what's going on um but you know i think it's a bit time that in terms of the cup competitions um as well you know rangers have to start pro- producing performances that make it look as if they actually want to win things you know, I've I've seen one or two people saying, "Well, maybe if Rangers lose to PSV, then that will get them into the Europa League, and maybe that's our our level." No, you want to play at the highest level possible, and and it's the exact same thing applies with the expectation of Rangers now being favourites for the League Cup. You want that, you you want that to be the case because it means that people actually, you know appreciate or see some potential in, in how you're actually playing the game so no I don't see any added pressure if there is added pressure I, I think maybe one or two of the guys at Ibrox currently pulling on first team shirts should they be there. Yeah
0: I've got to agree with that now thankfully after we struggled a bit against Malton, um next up it's only uh, PSV on Tuesday night and um, uh, Rob by all accounts they seem to be a much improved team compared to last year when we, um, beat them again at this same stage. Um, just how big an improvement are we going to need if we want to take a positive result over a next week?
1: So, so I did, I did a, I did a doogie, and uh, I did a little bit of com- comparison as to as to the results last year when we faced them and this year. Um, I think one of the biggest differences has been they've only spent. Kind of over thirty-five million euros in the transfer market so far, so you know, not 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 a small amount of money. Um, you know, they've won the Johan Cruyff Shield again uh, with a 1-0 victory over over Feyenoord. They beat Sturm Graz seven-two in aggregate, um, and they've won both the opening league um, games. Very very similar to, to to what happened last year. You know, I think we weren't in a particularly good run of form either last year. But the team, the team turned it turned up when it mattered in this game. And, and like Stuart said, there about pressure for being favourites um, in a cup where that should be an expectation that we win that as a competition. We shouldn't go into the PSV game with fear. You know, this is this is where we're going to really see what these new players are made of. You know, and ultimately, this is the pressure games that they've signed for Rangers to play in. If they can't handle. Games like this against the likes of PSV, and they go into their shell and they hide. That's when the fans will come for them. You know, I think as long as we see whatever team Michael Beal selecting, you know, rolling up their sleeves, doing the dirty stuff, throwing their bodies on the line, giving a you know, giving that type of performance to do everything that they can to make the next round. That's that's what we want as fans. We want to see them giving it their all. You know, if if we if we don't play well and we go through. I'll be happy with that because the results at the moment are probably more important than the performances. So if we can if we can grind it out and get through and make it to that Champions League, the financial rewards the financial rewards are there for us.
0: Sure, it seems fairly obvious to say that PSV's gonna be our toughest challenge of the season so far. And with that in mind, how do you think that the manager's when to set up in terms of personnel and tactics I think he'll make any changes or maybe try and go a bit more defensive than we've seen or how do you think you're going to play this one?
2: I, th- I think I-, I think if you set your team up there are very few managers in Rangers history have been able to set a team up where they have gone in defensively and been able to produce results I think, you know, the late great Walter Smith was a past master when that, you know, sort of came around. Pragmatism with a capital P was his middle name. Um, and, uh, you know, again, you've got a few Argentina saying that, he, you know, Rangers played non-football. I think that's one of the, the greatest compliments anybody can ever get you. you know, give you because Rangers played you know a, a two-leg tie against Fiorentina and came out as winners this is cup football it does not matter a damn what your performances are like as long as you come out with a result there is nobody sitting in the touch line with boards holding them up saying you get 5.9 for artistic impression and there is nothing like that in when it comes to uh, cup football the, the only thing that matters and if you want to do a quick rewind um, and, you know, sort of uh, give it a sort of QED moment is look at Rugby Park this afternoon. You know, it doesn't matter the performance or or whatever you put in as long as you win the cup tie. And that is that's all that matters over the next 180 minutes or longer if it takes that for Rangers to get through this tie is to, to come out the other end with a victory. The prize at the end of this is absolutely huge absolutely huge and i think you know i don't i don't think that can be lost on any of the players certainly it can't be lost in the on the management the difference it would be from earning sort of getting a win last week and boosting the coffers by approximately five million quid and now boosting them by Twenty-five or thirty million quid. I don't think that's lost in anybody. So I, 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 again, how does Michael Beal set up? I think you. I think if you set up not to lose, you eventually lose. It's always been, you know. I've uh, uh, no matter the level of football. I think you play to your strengths. You look at how you can most af- affect the game. How you can most affect the opposition, and you go for it. There is no point in saying, "Oh, we looked solid at the back and and wasn't butting great, great with another couple of saves and all the rest of it." No, you want to be basically looking at the stats that said Rangers had sixty percent of the the possession and had you know, six shots on target, two of them were in the net and they had another 12 shots there or thereabouts. That's the kind of stats you want, not how much possession that you have in terms of just holding on to the ball and not doing anything with it. So I think, you know, you, it could go for broke and get ripped ripped asunder, but I think you've actually got to go and get and try and win, win the game and play to the strength that you believe you've got because you were the one that signed the players.
1: Yeah, and I think I think if you look at if you look at how we set up in um survey, I think he probably got that wrong in the first half. But you had players like Raskin who really stepped up to the mark, and I think you know you could be a little bit more solid in that midfield area with Raskin, Jack, and Sifuentes, which then frees up Cantwell to go into the the, the the ten position where he was so effective last year. You know, so I think I think we might see some changes like that, but um, I would anticipate he's going to stick with. The tried and tested system that he's been using so far. It's going to be up to it's going to be up to the players to make sure that they're up front from the get go and that they're switched on, you know. And I think that's the that's the bit that, that we really need to focus on. It's you know making sure that the the defensive unit is solid, you know, midfielder covering them. But when we get those opportunities, we need them to hit that. We need them to hit the back of the net because we're not going to get twenty chances against the likes of PSV. It might be two or three or uh, as Stuart says it might be six, seven, eight. but when we do get those bloody chances the ball's got to hit the back of the net. Do mm-hmm.
0: you think we might see a back three, Roman? He's, he's kind of toyed with it in games um, previously in terms of in late stages of the game but one of the things I thought he might he might go with in this game is possibly trying a back three. Do you think he might, he might spring that as a surprise? <laughs>
1: Oh, that's a good one. I don't know is the honest answer. I think I think that might end up being something that he tries in the second leg, um, depending on depending on how we play, um, because it gives him a bit of a it gives him a bit of a different shape. Um it could be. But again, it's 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 what do you sacrifice going forward with that? Um, you know, who do you who do you leave out the team to stick another defender in? Um, you know, because ultimately Jack has played well since the start of the season. You know, he's, he's done a really good job when he's committed out of the games and, and covering and being that kind of anchor in midfield and allowing players like Campbell, Sufentes, Raskin to go and affect the games in the forward areas. Um, you know, do you, do you substitute one of the strikers and play one up front to, to, to move to that five? So I think given we're still trying to get used to the, the team playing together the way they are in the formation that they are, I think that would be a massive risk to make that change. But sometimes in life, the biggest risk are the things that pay up, pay off. So I think um, trying to second guess what what has got in his mind and, and and what he's going to do is probably is probably a little bit too difficult just now.
2: I don't I don't think you can switch from a back four to a back three or a back five that easily. Uh, you know, I think I think any any team that does that have one very talented individuals but secondly they are they are disciplined and coached to the nth degree they really are it's it's not something you just decide right this is what we're going to do and, and this is how we'll do it I mean you know goodbye back again to Walter Smith's time he played four four two um four three three and then he suddenly decided, no, I'm going to I'm going to play what effectively was a a five three one one formation where he had Cleland and um the likes like uh, David Robertson on either flank which gave you the woods and gave you the, you know a, a stack of pace and played with three out and out centre backs, but he could do that then. You'd ball winners in the middle of the park like Ian Ferguson and Stuart McCall. You'd, you know, match winners with the likes of Gascoyne and especially Loudrop and whoever he wanted to play up, up, up front to score the goals. But if you look at the, the quality of those guys in that team, that is nothing. That Those are, they're light years ahead of anything that's at Ibrox currently. And, you know, again, this switching and trying this and trying that. Personally, I think it'd be an act of 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 folly because I don't think they're that well versed in this sort of approach with three at the back, or or as will be in would be in Rangers' case, probably five at the back. I don't think I don't think it's as easy to, to make that change or that switch. So you might as well go with what you're used to. Yeah, that's a, an interesting point. Hopefully, whatever system and personnel
0: he chooses, we get a. Positive result on Tuesday, you take over um, Eindhoven next week. Right, guys, I think we'll call it time there. Um, all it's left for me to do is thank my guests. Bob, um, thanks nice for joining us.
1: Thanks, I have, it's great to talk to you both.
2: Stuart, thanks as always. Thank you, nice to see you. You've done something we here this week.
0: <laughs> thank you. Um, as well as be live, and the show will be available on all the podcasting all your usual podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, ACAS, Stitcher, and, and with ask that you leave us a rating on your preferred podcasting app. And the probably will be back on Friday evening to look back on the first line against PSV and look ahead to our trip to Dingwall next weekend. Until next time, bye for now.